He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. The weekend's over. Stopped last night at 12 o'clock. Today's the first day of the week. And we are the people of the resurrection. We are first day of the week people. I'm going to read a passage of scripture. It'll be very familiar to you. You've heard it recently. In fact, Scott just preached my sermon. Started to stop him, but I thought, wow, you're doing such a good job, I'll let him go on. So I'll take the half that he didn't talk about. Fourth chapter of the gospel, according to Mark, chapter 4, verse 35. Mark 4, 35. On the same day. What same day? The day that Jesus had been teaching, he'd been preaching, he'd been performing miracles. He's tired. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now that ought to have been the key to the disciples. You see, Jesus didn't say, we're going to get out of the middle of the storm, we're going to die. That was one of the things they didn't hear. He said, we're going to cross over. So if they'd been listening, they'd have known that whatever's going to happen, they're going to cross over. Jesus wouldn't have told them a lie. Would he? he didn't say, we're going to go out there halfway, boys. He said, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care? that we are perishing. Then he arose. He rebuked the wind and he said to the sea. He rebuked the wind and he said to the sea. He rebuked the wind and he said to the sea. He rebuked the thing that was causing the storm and then he said to the waves, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. There was a great storm. But Jesus rebuked the wind and he spoke to the sea. And there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mark, the gospel, is the shortest gospel, but is also the first gospel. The other three, they do some of the copying from the gospel of Mark. Mark was written from Rome. The people are under great pressure, under great stress. And you see that they're being persecuted. Nero 
that during his time, the economy was bad and things didn't look good. And so what he did, he just set the city on fire and he blamed the Christians, saying that somebody's got to be blamed for this. He took the blame off of himself and put it on somebody else. Wow, does that sound up to date? It's not my fault it happened under so-and-so's administration. Or it's not my fault she, and they go on and on. We're wanting to always find somebody to accuse. And so Nero, he did some things. He would even take the Christians and he would wrap them in wild animal skins and he'd put them out in the middle of the Colosseum and let the dogs rip their skins off and limbs off. But not only that, he would take the believers, he would dip them in tar, and he would impale them on a pole and let them on, set them on fire so that he could, so that he could light his gardens at night. To say that you were Christian meant you died. And so you see, Mark is writing at a time when there is a great deal of discomfort, they need to know, is there any hope for us? Is there, any, is there anything that we can, can happen? And so that's the reason Mark, he didn't go into a lot of the, the parables, even though the parables were fine. He didn't go into a lot of genealogy. That's fine. But he said, I want to tell you some things that Jesus did. I don't want you to see what he did, and then they'll give you hope. I want to see what he, he did. And so we find that Mark has, has been teaching. He said, well, God is, uh, Jesus is, uh, he has miracles over uh, uh, the demons. He performed miracles over illness. He performed, he performed miracles of feeding 5,000. And you see, now there comes a time that he's tired and he's gotten aboard, aboard ship and they've launched out. Do you think Jesus knew the storm was going to happen? Do you think it took him by surprise? I don't think so. But you see, you see, the disciples had been seeing all of this happen. They'd been seeing all this. And up until now, and most, in fact, most of the miracles didn't have anything to do with affecting the disciples themselves. The healing of the blind, the, the deaf, you know, they saw all this happening. But Jesus said, now it's time to see how much you have learned. You have heard it. You've seen it. Now let's experience it. Let's experience it. Let's have a time of testing. We're having test. We're having um, belief 101. This is going to be the scene. And he, they go out into the sea. And there comes a great storm. You see, the disciples needed to know not only here, but they needed to know it practically. They needed to know it practically. This is a testing time for the disciples. And even though the disciples thought, maybe we're traveling with Jesus, everything's going to be just fine. We're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But Jesus needed them to know, no, simply because you're a believer, since you're a follower of mine, doesn't mean everything's going to always be well. And sometimes we get to thinking, have you ever that question? Why does bad things happen to good people? As if we become Christians and everything's supposed to be cleared up. God didn't promise us that. He didn't, he didn't promise to keep us out of the storm. He promised to give us 
strength in the midst of storm. Why would he do, why would he let us as believers, why would he let his disciples go through that time? You see, we got a whole world we need to testify to. And the whole world, is, they're having difficult times. And if they see us going through times of difficulty, and yet we find us having peace and having joy in our heart, they say, there must be hope for me. And so Jesus is, is testing the disciples. The testing is never to show them wrong, never to hurt them. And notice he did it at a time in private. He didn't get before the crowd and make fun of his disciples. He did it in a time of private, privacy, but they needed to know. They needed to know. Storms come at so, such inconvenient times, don't they? This is evening. Normally, the storms happen in the daytime. But here, this is the evening. Storms happen at inconvenient times. Sometimes they happen when we're doing God's will. Jesus said, let's go over on the other side. They were doing what Jesus said. Oftentimes, oftentimes storms happen in our life when we're doing good things, when we are being, being obedient to the Lord. And sometimes storms happen even when Jesus is closest. When Jesus is closest. Haven't you sometimes when you've gone through times of storms, you thought, Jesus seems to be so far away. He seems to be, he, he, I, you know, he just seems to be so far away. But remember, storms do not mean that God's angry. Doesn't mean that God doesn't care. It doesn't mean that it's a payback time. It's not that God's trying, trying to just play around with us. Storms let us know who Jesus is. That song, Through It All, if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. Jesus can solve the storms and the problems. That's what you've been studying about in Vacation Bible School. I believe that's what we need to hear. Folks, storms are going to come. I promise you storms will come. When I see people moving along and they, they're, having, they're having the nice homes, they're having the nice cars and no health problems and, 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 they, and, they, and they just get flippant about their life. The God doesn't part of what they're doing. They don't share time with the Lord together. They go on and on. And I think, oh, dear Lord, help them to prepare there's going to be storms. They're not going to go through life. And so the greatest thing about, the greatest thing we can talk about storms is not that we work to try to keep from having the storms, but that we become prepared in the midst of the storm. A uh, report was made during the, the Hurricane Andrew back years ago. And the, uh, the news was, cast, was showing all the devastation of the homes around. And it came to one home, and the man's out getting the debris out of his yard. Every other home is flat, but his is not. And they ask him, why is it that your house is standing and the others are not? He said, well, he said years ago, the state of Florida put out a specifications for a home that would withstand hurricanes. And so he said, I built my home that way. If it said use two by six for rafters, I used two by sixes. He said, I built the house myself. I built it to specifications he said, I guess the others didn't build according to specifications. In our life, storms are going to come. 
And God's word tells us there's some specifications. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And say he would keep us out of storm said he would direct our paths. Jesus was calm in the midst of this storm. I want to close with one thing. I want you to look at the scripture just for a moment. Just, it says, verse 37, And a great storm arose, and the waves beat against the boat. And they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we are perishing they were fearful. They were fearful. They were fearful of the storm. But then come down in verse 41, even after the storm is calmed, after the disciples are calmed, they said, in verse 41, and they feared exceedingly. The storm's over. Why would they fear exceedingly? The storm is over. They said, but who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Can you get the picture? They have seen Jesus as the healer, as the teacher. They have seen him who came and and grew up among them. And here they are seeing Jesus doing what he's doing. And they realize, they realize they're on arm's length in a boat from Almighty God. They realize, they begin to realize, this is not just the Jesus of Nazareth who was a carpenter and decided to become a preacher. This is the Son of God. This is the one whom whom Isaiah said, his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is the one the the angel said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This is, this is the one who was resurrected from the dead or would be resurrected later. But this is the one, this is one who came from God. This is God himself. No wonder they were terrified. They'd seen the miracles, but they were terrified. They said, what kind of a man is this? That even the winds and the seas obey him. Folks, I want to tell you, this week, that's the first time I saw that. The first time in my life I saw, I thought, I thought they were still terrified of the storm. No, they're terrified because of Jesus. Not a kind of terror that they think that, that, God, that he's going to get them, but it's a kind of, that all, I, I can't believe this. Here is the one who, here is the one who spoke, who spoke and it came into existence. He's the one who spoke and part of the creation calmed down. This is the one who made it all. Why could he not speak and say it? And it'd be like it was when he spoke and created it. Oh, would would that that we who are followers of his realize it. Jesus said, I'll go away, but I'll send one who is just like me, a comforter, and he will be with you Always. This thing. This morning, there are people who believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Holy Spirit has come to take up residence in us. 
the Holy Spirit is here. Here. Right now. Listen. Listen. God Almighty is closer than a brother. He is among us. He is, if we're believers, He's in us. If you're not a believer, He is wanting to talk with you for you become a believer. And they were terrified. What kind of man is this that even the winds obey him? He's the one who has come. And he's the one who's coming again. He's the woman who's one who's coming again. He said, Lo, I am with you. Where? How? I'm with you. I'm with you. Even to the end of the age. No wonder the Apostle Paul could say, it, that kind of assurance, it's that kind of love that constrains me. That little chorus, what is it? He is here, hallelujah. He is here, amen. I'm not singing anymore. But it's a wonderful, wonderful word. He's here. And he will be, he'll be with you when you leave here. He'll be with you when the storms arise. He will be with you when the storms come. I want to show you the storms have, we either, we either getting ready to go into a storm or we're in a storm and we've just come out of a storm. Storms are part of life. They're part of life. They're part of life. I never would have known he could solve them if I never had a problem. What is it that would cause you to fear today? Is it the economy? Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's uncertainty. Maybe it's a guilt of sin. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. He's come to be our servant. He's come to take care of us in, 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 in the midst of the storms. Sometimes he does keep us out of them. But most of the time, he reveals his presence in the midst of them. I was wondering this morning as I was up early, and I usually try to get up early Sunday mornings above all the times and spend some time with the Lord And you know the reason that Jesus doesn't do more and his power is not exercised more is we don't, just like the disciples, we don't believe. We don't believe. Jesus says all things are possible to him that believeth. 
And perhaps, no, perhaps the reality is that we really, really don't believe. But we have no reason to doubt, doubt, do we? He's the healer. He's the encourager. He's the stiller of the storms. He gives a kind of peace that the world didn't give. And he gives a kind of peace that the world cannot take away. You've seen that. If we stood this morning and had you to share times in which God has brought you peace in the midst of storms. We could stay here all day. I'd probably stay here all week. No question about it. And we hear about it over and over and over testimonies. We read about them. And then there comes times when it's practical. And Jesus said, now's the time. You've been studying. Now's the time for the test. Father, I pray this morning that whatever we're dealing with, whatever you are using to test us, it's never to burn us up. We thank you, Lord, that you're not an arsonist, but you are a refiner, and any time the refining is taking place, the master is not very far away. And I pray somehow, Father, in our lives, we would reach out in, in, in our mind's eye and realize that we are closer than an arm's length to the one who created all. So, Lord, I pray whatever we might be dealing with this morning, that we would trust Jesus, whoever that might be. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.